You are now listening to Family Time. So on this episode, since, you know, we are on the brink of more lockdowns and restrictions here in the U.S., we thought it'd be fun to kind of look back at the hobbies that we've curated. Um, So Josh, why don't you start off by telling us what type of quarantine hobbies you kind of got into? So my hobby sort of started before the lockdowns and sort of the restrictions started happening back in like April and stuff. I was getting into photography more so and just sort of just taking pictures of plants and random things around me or people or animals and whatnot. And since quarantine happened, I couldn't go anywhere. I, you know, I couldn't, you couldn't go into any businesses really, or, you know, you couldn't travel. And so I I was looking for something that I could do at a distance and wouldn't necessarily need other people to help me with it in person sort of deal. I didn't have to go physically somewhere. I could even do that in my own apartment. Photography has been that for me. Just wanted to get into it to capture life at different angles. And so for me, it sort of evolved into more of documentary photography or sort of street photography and just taking pictures of things that I see around me or certain events or certain interesting things and sort of as a way documenting it for me to look back on. Yeah. So I understand that with photography, especially those that are really into it, you know, there are all sorts of fancy cameras um, and different accessories. And of course, I'm probably not using the correct lingo, but tell me, you know, what type of cameras do you use? Yeah. When I was starting to look into photography, I really actually started with my phone because you can really get a lot of great photos these days from your smartphone, but I wanted something that I guess was a bit more official or a bit more uh, sort of gave it a more film look. And I fell upon the Fujifilm series of cameras. I specifically have an X100V model, and that's where a lot of the photos I post online I take using that camera. The reason being is what we call the sort of the color science of photos in, in the Fujifilm processing power and how they're able to sort of take the raw photos that the camera will take and then with the fuji processing sort of you can curate it or process it to make it or give it a definitely more of a film look to it and that's kind of what i try to recreate in my photos something that sort of documents but captures things and less of a hyper realistic look and more of just sort of capturing it with with enough detail and enough color that makes you appreciate it. But it's not, you know, like a hyper-realistic with a bunch of bright and fancy colors. It's definitely more uh, of a toned down, like I want to capture this in a different light, but in a way that will help me remember that scene or that moment I was there. Do you have any recommendations on, you know, for those that may be interested in photography, you know, any resources, whether it's online or any books or guides for those that are interested in the realm of photography? Yes, certainly, like most photographers nowadays use YouTube a lot. Before you had to go buy books or take classes, you can certainly still take classes online. And there's a lot of great resources. And a lot of them are through YouTube or other photography lesson websites. But for me, it has been YouTube. And I've watched a lot of different photographers from around the US. There's a photographer that I follow a lot lately from Detroit, Michigan, 
who goes by the name of Valandis, and maybe I'll shout him out in the description, but uh, he does documentary photography in the sense that he's not just taking pictures of models. There's nothing wrong with taking pictures of models, but he captures people in sort of their natural environment. And so I like that sort of look and that approach of photography, you know, making, taking pictures of people that are comfortable in their own environment instead of sticking them in a studio with a bunch of lights, you know, sort of taking a more natural portraiture or natural photography approach. So for right, versus something commercial. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, people have their own niche and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess for me, I, I enjoy sort of just capturing things without too much outside influence. And so YouTube has introduced me to other photographers that inspire me. And in some ways I try to emulate their style and I'm in this to do what makes me happy. And I think that if you're going to do a hobby, it should be something that makes you happy and you should take pleasure in uh, every time you pick up that camera. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, for me personally, I was never great (laughs) at photography. I was never great behind a camera and definitely not in front, which is why I don't always post photos of myself. Um, And so in high school, I was very fortunate. um, You know, for those that don't know, I spent two years of high school actually in the Midwest. I grew up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And the high school that I attended was just so amazing. They had so many different art programs. And I remember joining this photography club. And um, we had an actual dark room, you know, using film photography in like the basement, right? Because obviously living in Florida, there is no basement. So it's kind of always weird to mention a basement. Um, But what are your thoughts, Josh? Is that something that you think you might ever want to possibly venture into, like using actual like film and maybe one day having your own dark room? Yeah, that that's something certainly that crossed my mind. And that I think to maybe experiment or dabble in film photography, something that I might venture into. But I think for now, I just like the simplicity of grabbing the camera, taking a photo. Yes, it I capture a digital image and I can try to process it to recreate that film look. And then I just sort of, you know, throw it onto the computer or throw it on to post online. Uh, but I, I'm open to it. But for now, yeah, I, I, I'm looking for simplicity and just getting the, the, the picture, capturing that moment and then saving it. <laughs> you can just remember all those days of like those Polaroid films or like going with those disposable cameras and having to drop it off the local pharmacy, not knowing what the heck you, you know, took a photo of. So I think technology has changed so much. And even when you think about like webcams, all those crappy or even like camera phones, <laughs> those selfies back in the day, the mirror shots. Exactly. So, I mean, I got to take it. You're say, you know, like... <laughs> photography or just any image nowadays is far superior than what we had to deal with in our high school days. Right, right. All right, so Josh, I guess with wrapping up, um, tell us how would you recommend or what would you recommend for others that may be interested in starting or picking up photography? Yeah, I've learned from my YouTube and surfing the internet, uh, the resources that Honestly, just start taking pictures. Uh, I realized I don't need a fancy camera. Uh, you know, I sort of have a sort of a baseline, you know, middle of the road sort of camera. It's not necessarily beginner, but it's not super advanced. And and certainly just any camera you have available at your side 
is going to be fine. I, I've learned that understanding your camera, its quirks, its where it excels and where it might not work as well or might not, not well as exceed in certain areas, you sort of use its strengths to capture the image you want. And that's just something that comes with time and taking more photos. It does sound very cliche, but just getting started really uh, and using YouTube and other resources online is really the best way to you know, find your space in the, in the world of photography. Uh, yes. And so, Nan, I want to ask you, since quarantine and lockdowns have happened, or at least since they did start, uh, and obviously times have changed, we're in November, but uh, what, for, or what hobbies have you, or what hobby have you gotten into or started, and, and you know, tell us why. Yeah. So I think similar to you, you know, I think it maybe became an obsession. Um, I picked up a plant, um, specifically a pothos uh, at a nursery right before quarantine happened. Um, unfortunately, you know, I think I've always had a natural liking for succulents and houseplants, but my previous apartment did not have the best lighting. We had a giant oak tree outside my windows, and so, and I was just always against having, like, a grow light. I don't know. It just felt, like, too much, and I'm somewhat kind of basic and just like to keep things simple. And so, uh, you know, when I moved to Orlando into my new apartment, there are definitely more windows and more lights. So that obsession kind of quickly spiraled. Um, but even I remember, you know, one of my favorite boba tea spots, um, was also kind of like a plant shop. And so they sold all sorts of succulents. I mean, it's, it's a really cute idea. And so I recall even one year buying all of my colleagues like little succulents for their desks. So I've always had some form of plants. And, you know, there actually are studies out there that, you know, says that even just staring at a house plant or some sort of plant at your desk can help alleviate uh, stress. So it's definitely plants, you know, are definitely beneficial in terms of, you know, providing more oxygen, um, but then just as a form of, you know, um, stress relief. So definitely something that I highly encourage everyone to get into. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite dangerous nowadays. Just this morning, I'll admit, I went grocery shopping and every single time I go grocery shopping, I always have to check out the little floral section. Um, I've gone away with buying flowers just because, you know, they kind of die after a week and it's nice, but meh. And today I so happened to, um, discover, I mean, I've seen, I've kind of read up on them, these uh, type of cactus um, called, you know, a Christmas cactus, or what I learned later is there's actually a different variety, and there is one called Thanksgiving cactus, and so they had it on sale. I think it was two for six dollars, so I was like, you know what, that's a steal. I'm gonna get it, and what I really appreciated was, you know, as I was checking out, the girl was like, oh, these are flying off the shelves. And I was like, yes, I couldn't resist. And she was like, you know what? You deserved it. So I was like, thank you. I think I do deserve these plants. So it's pretty dangerous. You know, if you ever were to go shopping with me, I would probably always have to browse um, at plants. And even, you know, if I were to go to parks and things, I find that now that's my obsession, kind of naming off different plants or just 
staring and buying them. Like I kind of go weirdo. So there are warning. <laughs> right. Now, do you ever sort of imagine that plant in your house? Like, do you like make space for like, I want to put this plant here or like do you envision sort of how you want your plant home to look? You know, I've tried and there's a fine line, right? You want some plants, but I don't want to live in a jungle, although that sounds kind of nice. But, you know, of course, with plants, it does attract bugs. So and that has been somewhat of a disaster. Just most recently, um, I came across these really annoying pests called thrips. Let me double check that's what they're called. Regardless, they're really annoying, and they essentially festered my one plant, oh, infested no. my one plant. So I got so angry <laughs> that um, I kind of chopped off all the leaves. But lo and behold, five days later, the leaves were sprouting new babies. So yes, these terrible insects are called thrips. They are horrendous. These are these tiny little black little insects, and it's unfortunately actually caught on to several of my other plants. So I'm trying to isolate them. So it, you know, it's not just as simple as, Oh, they look pretty. Oh, I can water them. No, sometimes you do have to deal <laughs> with the bad plants. You and do. look out for them. Yeah. You do. And so, you know, over the past several months, my collection has grown, right? I had uh, the one that I got my pothos that I got pre COVID and then even my former ENT co-workers knew how much I wanted new plant babies. So they actually got me a subscription uh, for like a monthly supply of new plants as a going away party. So then that really fostered into a blooming new obsession. And um, I don't want to count how many. Oh, yeah, I was about to ask yeah. you, like, have you taken inventory and stock of your... <laughs> I did. And, you know, the answer is there's never going to be enough. <laughs> okay. And so I think, you know, on average, you know, of course, I have thrown away some plants, but on average, I'm running about 20-ish for the high teens, which, you know, but I have a really tiny apartment. I mean, I think it's, what is it, 550 square foot? It's a small, quaint apartment yeah, um, to fit 20 plants in there <laughs> you can get a little bit crowded yeah and so you know it's definitely become an obsession slowly you know as i'm trying to move away all my pa social media frenzy i've added more plant pages more nurseries um even with my facebook that's a thing there's a plant house hobbyist group and i love it nice. everyone there is just you know it's it's, it's great so <laughs> i think it's a wonderful community yes just, yeah a nice and it's just so nice to kind of scroll through and see these beautiful rare plants. Of course, some I would never touch because they're so finicky. For those that have followed my stories, you know, I sometimes I like to post my dramatic um, peace lilies. You know, that's the plant where it'll literally look like it's dying, wilting over. I'll water it. A few hours later, it comes back to life. Oh. So it's just kind of fun to see that. But she's a drama queen. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> now... How how would you recommend others get started as far as wanting to get into a plant collecting world? Yes. So someone actually recommended to me, there is a, an app called Planta. And so with that, you, you know, it's a free account. You can log on, find your plant, find out if it's uh, a plant that's relatively easy to take care of and it provides recommendations. I don't always follow the guideline of when to water, but it actually does remind you like, hey, or send you notifications of when it's time to water a plant. 
Um, so I kind of take that with a tread, kind of like, all right, you know, figure out at least earlier on to kind of learn your plants, but you'll find what works. Um, you know, for those that don't like to water their plants very often, I love snake plants. And I think one day that's probably will be my choice of plant. They're very easy. You honestly only got to water them like maybe two, every two weeks or so. Um, and so they're great. I highly recommend them. Um, and then as far as getting plants, Trader Joe's is great. Um, the one thing you do have to caution with though is uh, most like stores, you know, whether you get them at Walmart, Lowe's, you know, Home Depot, all of those actual nurseries is they water the plants like crazy and the roots can rot because they just overwater. So of course, just going to a local nursery is the best place to go. Um, I have not found, uh, you know, the one subscription that I got from my coworkers. I won't share what brand they were because I actually did not love them. Um, so I would not recommend paying overpriced for those plant subscriptions. So I would say just for starters, um, Trader Joe's is a great place. Um, and if you were to kind of shop locally, just be careful. But if you can check out your nurseries, sometimes even going to the farmer's market, um, you can get really great deals. Very cool. Yeah, I almost got into planting once. Tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. What type of plants? Well, I didn't even think of, I mean, as far as like how I wanted to, but I, I it, it almost started because a patient actually brought a plant for me after I guess I had helped him for with some like urgent visit or urgent need or something like that. Uh, this patient usually brings gifts to the staff. <laughs> And, and so he'll just like go to the local like shop or whatever or local floral section at the grocery store and pick out plants. So he actually brought me this cacti or cactus plant that was mixed with some other stuff in the little pie. And then, uh, you know, I brought it home and, you know, I actually, you know, I had some good sunlight here and I was like, you know, taking care of it a little bit, you know, it was a cactus, so I didn't have to, you know, super, you know, baby it. But, uh, <laughs> The, the reason I bring it up is when I saw him again uh, in clinic, I was like, oh, thanks for the plant. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's still alive. You still got it? I said, yeah. And he's like, do you know why I got that for you? And I'm like, uh, no, I, I figured he was just being nice. He's like, well, it's because you were kind of being a prick. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I think he was joking, but I just, you know, I guess he was, sometimes people use plants to send a, a certain message. And I, I know that probably goes back for centuries, you know, since humans have evolved with plants. I find that so hard to believe you a prick, Josh, really? <laughs> Maybe. But no, I think it's, it's great. And, you know, speaking of cactus or cacti, uh, my favorite plant space, you know, I love botanical gardens. And so my first actual like medical conference um, post-graduation was an ENT conference. And that year it was held in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so for those that have a chance to go, I highly, highly, highly recommend the botanical garden there. It is absolutely breathtaking. And I remember going to the gift shop there and they actually had like little magnets um, with cactus in them. So I got a few as like, uh, you know, mementos home from the trip. And sadly, they didn't <laughs> last very long. But I thought the idea was cool. Um, but I think since then, that was probably the start of my plant obsession.
is. And uh, I guess, do you, do you think you're going to keep this going as long as, as possible? As long as I have good lighting. I mean, we already moved quite a few. We did move a few plants on the, the drive here, which was a few hours away. But yeah, I, I mean, as far as long as I can and hopefully have better natural lighting, because um, I just, I don't know, not that, not that there's anything wrong with the grow lights, but you know, it's an aesthetics thing, I guess. But. Yeah, I agree with that. That's kind of how I am with my photography too. I like the natural light, you know, yeah, maybe the indoor light is fine a little bit if I'm taking photos inside, but you know, certainly it gives a different look if you're using studio lights or studio flashes and uh so, so yeah, I guess for me, an aesthetics thing too. I like to capture things in more of a natural light. Yes, yes. And then, of course, I think too, and for a while, I've even toyed around with the idea of creating this like plants and medicine page. Oh. Um, you know, one of my favorite or one of my good friends on social media, um, Jenny, she goes, uh, her handle is giggly underscore buff. She, her plant collection is absolutely beautiful. And I, <laughs> anytime I have plant questions, I would go to her. And so we were toying around with the idea of, you know, there's several of us um, in the PA community that actually have plants and thought it'd be funny to even like name our plants and kind of describe quirky things um, about our plants. But we'll see. Maybe one day I'll dabble into that. You know, it's sort of, we live in strange times and anything's possible. And, you know, let that, let the hobby, let the passion flourish or blossom into something more exciting and more uh, connected to the community as long as, as, long as you're rooted. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, I figured we'd start dropping plant puns in here. You were just itching and waiting. I was, I was waiting, but I guess it's time for me to leave. So da, 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 da. we're done here. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for today. If you enjoy this episode, then please follow us on Instagram at Pamley Time. That's Pamley with a P and no spaces. And as always, we hope to catch you next time on Pamley Time. <laughs>